Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. I want to ask you, how are you really doing during this pandemic? Maybe you're completely exhausted as an essential worker, or maybe you're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel, or maybe you still have no idea what the future holds, and so you're still stuck in fear. So I wanted to bring on our guest today because she has over 40 years of experience in crisis response. She's a psychotherapist, an author, life coach, and recently has started a nonprofit called Inner Fitness Gyms. She's going to give us some tools and advice on how to stay calm during these stressful situations and what we can actually be learning from this international emergency. It's time we throw out the fear, have some trust, and start doing what we need to do to get through this together. I would like to welcome our next guest, Dr. Roberta Frazier. Thank you, Autumn. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be with you today. And uh, it's under unusual circumstances, but possibly today we can just alleviate some fears that are going to be coming up and just getting people to start turning inward and possibly look at things different. So I'm very happy to speak with you today and, and hopefully we can offer some healing, you know, for someone today or in the future. Yes. Thank you. And I know as we've met and spoke with your over 40 years of experience in crisis response, I know you've seen it pretty much all from doing crisis response to being a psychotherapist, being a life coach, developing your own programs, writing your own books is that this still feels like very unchartered territory to all of us. And as we're navigating through this um, with the coronavirus, depending upon when you're listening to this, um, this is going to be a bonus episode because we're right in the middle or who knows where we're at in this. Actually, we might be at the beginning, the middle, the end of the coronavirus outbreak. And um, depending upon when you're listening to this, um, a lot of this is going to be how to deal with the stress we are all experiencing right now. However, if you're listening to this in the future, just know that hopefully what you gain from this episode, you can take in any area of your life because, you know, anytime our lives can be turned upside down. And so you were such an amazing guest to have on today, Roberta, to help us really navigate this. So as we're feeling stress, can you talk a little bit about the signs of stress, recognizing stress, and then thank you for, for, for providing some tools for us to be able to implement, to be able to get through this easier. Right. Thank you very much, Autumn. Yeah. Um, right now, um, what's happening is we're in such a fluid environment right now. And I always said 2020 was going to be the year of change. Um, did I in my own mind think it was going to be this type of change? No. 
Um, I originally thought, well, you know, people are starting to change. They're seeing that they need to do things different. But never in my mind did I think that the universe was going to say, okay, world, you're not changing. We're going to give you something to change about. And the biggest thing right now is people are feeling in a panic. We've seen this. Um, in the hoarding of food, the um, just grabbing all the supplies. And what we have to realize is we have to stop for a moment. And we have to, as a country, as a world, we have to become aware of what is going on. And we have to become aware that it's not just a me society anymore. It's not just a me against the universe. It's not the universe doing anything. It's it's us as individuals. We've got to re-look at our lives and we've got to raise our awareness that we are all in this together. And what has happened is this has hit every part of our life. Usually we're hit financially or we're hit by a love, a lost love, not being able to do what you want to do in your career, those kind of things. But what's happened now is this has hit everybody in the wallet, it's hit in isolation. And what's ironic about the whole thing of isolation, we were becoming an isolated society to begin with because all we were doing was using our electronics to text this, text that instead of the communication. And now communication's taken away. We can't visit people. We can't do those things, but there's other things that we can do. But again, that brought the awareness. So we're separated in so many different ways. And what's happened is everybody's rushing to the grocery store. We have to listen to what the government is asking us to do. There's no doubt about it. We need to shelter in place. We need to do these things that they're asking us for the betterment of the whole world. So people won't become sick and then pass it on. And then people are going to perish. That's the bottom line. But what happens is people that have the means are going to the stores and they're hoarding and they're just getting gobs and gobs and gobs of stuff. And they don't need that. They said two weeks, not 12 months. And then there's other individuals, bless their souls that are working hard and maybe they can only shop $10 a week or once a month, they go and there's no supplies because everybody's hoarded it. And what I'm asking people to do is before we react, because that's a fear-based reaction, we should be nervous. That's normal because nervousness, what that means is it raises awareness. It sets our body in motion that we have to be aware. We have to plan things. But what happens is that nervousness now is running over into fear. Once we run into fear, it shuts down everything. It shuts us down physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually, because all we're thinking, our thought process is not thinking clearly. And all we're worried about is, is, it, is me or I society or my family only instead of looking at the big picture. Okay, so I'm asking people to just stop for a moment before you react and take a nice deep breath in. And as you take that deep breath in to the count of three, and then you release it out, 
just this allows the body just to slow down before the physical response of the adrenals set in. And then we get that fear or that flight or fleeing, which is causing this massive running around the stores, collecting, grabbing, worried that we're not going to have enough. And we have to realize now we have to look for out for everybody. And we're seeing some good things come out now. You see it in the news, people providing like extra supplies for people, doing things like that. So it's going to make us become more aware. But right now, before we overreact, we need to stop before we, before we do act and just calm ourselves down so we can think clearly. Okay. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick example, if that's okay. Um, I myself wasn't prepared, and um, I was getting a little extra money doing, um, going in the stores and shopping for people on Instacart um, and so forth, because I'm trying to get this business up and running, and it's a nonprofit. I'd like it available to anybody. And um, so I was doing my job, and I just saw this panic. Well, then I didn't, I actually was out of toilet paper. I had one roll left, and I needed to go out and find toilet paper. Well, there's no toilet paper to be found. But what I had to do was I let the universe know, you know, I need some toilet paper. I don't need 48 cases or 48 rolls. I just need some toilet paper because I even had some friends say, well, just go down to your apartment complex and take it out of the general area. And no, that's not right. Because if I do that, then that shorts them. It shorts anybody that would need the toilet paper if they're going to the facilities, etc. So anyway, I put that out in the universe and I just relaxed about it. And sure enough, I was going around and they were all out of toilet paper, but I had a friend call me and it delayed me 20 minutes. And I was talking to her. She was kind of upset about some things and trying to calm her down. And then in my mind, I got, go to this one uh, King Supers that you go to sometimes, but not all the time. And I originally would have thought, well, they're not going to have any. It's a, it's a smaller King Supers. So anyway, I went there. And I saw this poor man stocking the shelves and he was just looked haggard. And I went up to him and I said, Oh, you know, bless you for doing this. And I know this has got to be stressful. And he was, we talked about humanity and he couldn't believe what he was seeing. And I was trying to explain to him, it was just fear-based and really basically people underneath are really good, but they're just in a panic. So anyway, I said, do you know if you possibly do have, some toilet paper. All I need is, I said, I really do need toilet paper and a, and a thing of uh, paper towels. And so he said, I'm not sure, but let's go check. So we went around and he said, it's on aisle six. Well, that gave us just a moment. And then all of a sudden there's a gentleman coming out with a, uh, a flat and on the flat was two cases of paper towels and one case of toilet paper. And so we said hi because he knew the other gentleman. We were talking to him, and and I, again, 
express my gratitude for all he was doing. And I said, bless you for this. This has got to be stressful. And he says, it is. He says, I can't even get it on the shelf before people are grabbing. And I said, I'm so sorry you're experiencing that. So anyway, he came over and he opened up and he says, what what do you need? And I said, I need some toilet paper. And he says, how many do you want? And I said, well, I only need one. Because I said, yeah, I can see you're limited and other people will need it. And I said, I don't want to hoard. I just need. So he gave me that and another one. And you could hear the baskets start gathering up because they knew toilet paper was coming. So all of a sudden, this gentleman was trying to stock the shelves. And I saw these baskets hurling around the corner. And I just said, stop. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I said, just stop. I said, everybody take a deep breath and just let it out. And I said, clearly, everybody can see there's two cases of paper towels, and there's one case of toilet paper. And if you're here to hoard, go on by. If you really need it, then take the minimal that you need. And it just stopped people for a moment to kind of evaluate. And believe it or not, there was three or four people that got out of line. Yes, and that's Amanda, great. Yeah. I can't believe how much we've talked about toilet paper in the last few weeks. It's just, I don't think any of us have ever said that word so many times and have thought about it. Um, but I think it's a great example for us to be conscious and be aware and look at this as a we instead of an I. Of course, I like my needs met. But just like you said, there's a difference between a need and hoarding for us to be all thoughtful for of, of each other and for people that can't get to the store or can't buy bulk because of money. And just to be more thoughtful that. So as those stressful situations come up, one of the tools you've shared is to breathe, to actually like calm down, step back a little bit and look at it from a you know bigger picture. And what other tools can we be using right now um, when we're feeling stressed? Maybe we're at home. And I think one thing that keeps coming up for me and other people have said this to me is that we're making decisions in the future or we're trying to. And because of the uncertainty, we it's causing stress. It's causing us to figure, you know, our minds can't stop or slow down because we can't answer the questions that we need. It's like an endless hold time. You know, we just keep on waiting and waiting and everything is uncertain. So we can't make normal educated decisions for our future or for our life. A lot of it is just because we're not stimulated so much with the outside world and running around, we having more time to sit and think about things. Right. And that's exactly what's, what's gone on is, is, is the basic thing. I just want to go over the breathing a little bit more. I want people to feel if they start feeling the least anxiety about something, I want them to do that breathing and they do the counting through their nose into the count of three and then exhaling out to the count of eight through their mouth. And what they'll find is a lot of people won't even be able to exhale that long because when we're fear-based, we're short, we're shallow breathing anyway. And this disease that hit us, believe it or not, is a respiratory. And we're not going to get it unless we get a droplet in our nose or, you know, whatever. But we need to start breathing because that will cause the adrenals to settle down and it will allow our thought process. But your good um, good um, analysis on we're worried about the future. Yes, we are. And the reason why, we're so used to having answers. We get on the computer and um, a lot of the generation, they don't even have to look up the answer. They just get on the computer and bingo, there's the answer. We've lost the ability 
to just stop and use our own resources and our own thought processes to handle things. And believe it or not, all of our answers are held within. But what happens is everybody's got the past involved and then they're worried about the outcome of the future. And so what happens is that's where the panic, because they're worried about well, what's going to happen in the future. We don't know. What we do know is what's happening right now. The breathing is one good thing, but what I want people to look at and what I've told some people that have called me, they've been in just panic and for a reality check, because it's not going to be something that's going to change overnight. This is something we have to learn is to go within and get our resources, but we're losing our, we're, uh, we're not living in faith, trust, and hope anymore because we think we have to do all the outcome. We're not even allowing the universe to say, Hey, we're going to get you through this crisis. But what I told people and what I want people to do when they're feeling that fear is um, I say, get a piece of paper, get a journal out. And I want you to write down three columns and one is, and above it, you're going to put fear because it is fear. And then you're going to list in the column, what am I afraid of? And think to yourself, because what will happen is you'll have past experiences of maybe when you were a child, something went wrong, or you always think, well, I always lose out, or I never get the last amount of toilet paper, whatever it might be. If you have more negative experiences, then your outcomes for the future are either negative, because that's what you're thinking, or they're unrealistic. Do you see what I mean? Well, I'm going to win the lottery to get out of this. So anyway, you put down your fear and your fear might be, I'm going to lose my job. Now it's a pretty strong fear and it's pretty, it's a reality. But under that, put what that means. What if I lose my job? Bingo. I won't have money. I won't uh, enlist it down. And then in the middle column, I want you to write and above the title would be what my outcome expectation is what I think the future is going to be because we all expect to determine the future and the truth of the matter is we can't okay we can put faith in the universe and our answers will come but they might not be what we want so put what you think the outcome will be and then you fill that in and then leave the last column blank and it will, and then just put outcome. And then when it comes around, put your outcome and see how distorted it was from what your view of the out perceived outcome was versus what your fear was. Does that make sense? Yes, that's great. Because yeah. I think we all feel fear about different things. And I always say sometimes fear is like F-E-A-R. It's like false evidence appearing real. Exactly. Sometimes it is real. It's like, I just lost my job. So what am I going to do? That is like real fear. That's like re- real, it's reality. But mm-hmm. so many of our fears are are something that has never even happened yet. And we're worried about it in the future. And just from what we know, I couldn't control my life two weeks ago or two months ago or two years ago. I try to do the best I can with the choices I make, but that's not always possible. And so it is going inward and realizing, okay, I feel this fear. And what do we expect the outcome to be? And what we have to do is learn to get our faith back. We have to learn to trust. 
and we have to learn to hope, but not in what our expectation, okay? Because whenever we're hoping in our expectation for the future, it again is affected by our past and affected by what we think the outcome. Instead of just saying, these are true fears. I'm going to lose my job. I won't have money. That's a fact. I won't have money to do this. I won't have money to put food on the table, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, what might come along is maybe you will get help. Maybe your neighbor will say, here's a weeks of groceries for you. Okay. Because we don't know that outcome, but the, the universe has allowed us what we call grace, which is blessings that we don't even know will come our way. So the outcome will come. It's not what we expect, but it will come and we will be safe and we will live through this. Okay. We will, we will get through this time and it's going to take every one of us to sink down deep and to realize we're all joined together. And if I lose my job, I'm going to lose if I don't help someone because then it's going to come around, I'm going to lose something. And what we're seeing now is some people coming forward and helping others. And that's what our society needs to do. We need to help others because we all can get through this. We will, but we will get through it with a different view. And hopefully, yeah, we will get through saying us and we, not I and me. Yes. And it's such a great lesson for us to all learn and go through. And, you know, on the onset of it always seems like a little panicky and what's for me. And then we realize we all affect each other, not just in our industries. And it was so amazing how fast it was like a domino effect. It affects one industry. It affects the next industry. It affects the next industry. But even more importantly is that we started looking outwardly, you know, attached to TVs and news and social media, watching what the outcome is going to be. I wonder what Trump's going to do. I wonder what decision. And of course we care about the restrictions or money or different things that, you know, are out of our control, but also is to really focus on that inner work is what can I, what am I learning right now? What do I about myself and about others? And it, I think as a community, when we do come together, rather it's, it's within your family, your community, your city, your state, you know, worldwide, when we start reaching out and supporting each other, it feels better. And then we realize that's how we're supposed to live anyway. We're supposed to be connected. It's how we grow. It's how we learn. It's how we prosper. Yes, exactly. And that's what we're learning. And, and the ironic thing about it is we are really should be grateful that we have these technologies now because we can still communicate. We can have, in fact, a bunch of friends and myself, we're going to either have a dinner party and we're going to all get on um, a video and we're going to have our dinner, sit down and we're going to talk because we can't go out and meet. Or you can call grandma, you can call grandpa. And we didn't have access to those things. Or you see on the news, the pictures of people looking through the window and saying happy birthday to someone. So, I mean, we've got the technology, we've got the techniques, we definitely have the smarts. We know we have people that are talented and can find answers. We know that because we're the most intelligent society there ever is. 
with what we've created with all this technology. But now what we have to get back is to how we can, again, help everybody get back to the basics of love, get back to the basics of compassion, of sharing, of being there for others. Because in that energy, okay, if you have that energy, then you have a support system that's already there. But if we're running around individually trying to put out our own fires and worry about our own needs, then what's happening is we're stepping on others. And we've, we've created isolation ourselves when now is the time to get that energy going and we know we're a oneness and we can work together as a oneness and we will feel the strength. We're all going to feel sorrow no matter what it is, whether we lose someone through death, whether we lose our job, we have to move to a different place, whatever it might be, we're all going to lose something. But in that loss, we're going to gain so much more. And we're going to gain the strength to know that we can preserve, we can move on, and we will. And perhaps the awareness will make a better world. We have to you know, to preserve this world, we have to do things different. We have to look at our environment what we're doing to it with climate warming and everything, the global warming. We, these are all realities and we have to deal with them to make a better society for all and a better world for all. Yes. And I love what you said about expectations and we set expectations on our future. It doesn't allow it to be bigger. And every time I've tried to control and create those expectations on my future, it's very limiting. And what happens is when I've learned to let go, and step into faith, it actually always turns out better than I even would have thought. And to put that energy into what's going on now, like what if everything gets better because we're going through this right now and just to stay in that space. Right. It's not what if, it will get better. The problem is we don't know when, but that doesn't matter. We need to live in the present. We need to deal with the present and then the future will come. This is a a major opening. I mean, You know, I can look at this at all different levels. There's all different levels. There's people that are highly evolved and think this is moving from the third dimensional to the fifth dimensional um, living. There's basic people that have just never looked at anything but their own needs and their own success. And this is part of our tumbling of, of what we're seeing right now is this funneling upward with all the money and not funneling down to share with the society. So we've brought this on, but the middle ground is we have to trust the universe. We have to get back to that faith based and those answers that are within us. And we haven't, the biggest problem I think people are going to have autumn is just learning to be quiet and to be alone with their self. Yes. Because we're so used to running around. Yeah, they, you know, everybody's just running here, running there. And, you know, when I've run uh, meditation groups, um, even for a while when I was running meditations with very business, uh, business professional like in millennials, I mean, I ran an hour session, but it was absolutely too long because their minds, they already had things planned. So I even cut it down to 15 minutes increments where they could come in and just stay for 15 minutes without their phone, 
and then go on. And believe it or not, once they found that inner silence within and that they could calm down and they could feel relaxation, they could get their energy back. They were like shocked. Yes. And without so anything, that, yeah. Yeah, without anything going on the outside of them, like nothing on the outside changed all that peace came from within. And what's so funny about this show is that regardless of um, the guest that's been on and, or the subject matter. And most of the time we're talking about how to live your life alive, right? That is the show matter and how to follow the nudges and how to stay healthy. It doesn't matter the topic. There's two common threads that happen all the time. One is breath. And the second is meditation. And I think we keep constantly running around looking for different answers. Like, what is our government going to do? What is this job going to do? Is this person going to stay with me in a relationship? What is my child thinking? Or or are they going to be successful? All the stress outside, we realize it all comes from within. We just have to find to get to that place. So I encourage you, if you have meditation for an hour, used to seem like the longest time to me. And it's a practice. That's why I love it. And they call it a practice. So I encourage the listeners during this time and to follow through this is just to focus on that breath, find, finding meditations, practice, and just give it a try. If you haven't, and if not know that it's just a reminder to get back to that place. So, um, I want to talk about what you've done with creating the next thing. And for you and your journey as what you, you know, you consider just helping people and helping people through stressful situations, but all sorts of life circumstances. So you've created inner fitness gym. So tell me about that. I love the name of it and and tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you about that. Yes. Inner fitness gyms. And there's a S on it. Inner fitness gyms was designed for, of course, I've always worked with athletes and dealing with the mind issues and um, prepping, whether it be physical, mentally, spiritually, but what it is, is dealing literally with the fitness of within yourself, of having access to whatever answer you need, having access to the universe, letting the universe put trust in the universe, God, whatever you believe in, um, and let that take you to where you need. So what this is, is it was originally designed to help people that were blocked. And what happens is people were blocked and we created our blocks early on in life. And they were, we developed patterns in our inf- informative years, especially one through seven or eight. We, because of our circumstances, we either felt loved or we didn't. And then if we didn't feel loved, we created different mechanisms or we developed, you know, self-sabotaging behaviors, whatever it might be. Well, what happens is we carried those through our adult life. And what happens is eventually they don't serve us anymore. And so this was originally to remove those blocks and those understandings and to get into meditation, to get into um, this higher level of thinking, to become aware was what this originally was about. But again, no one knew what 2020 was going to bring. So now this is forcing everybody to look within for the answer to be able to get through this. And I do want to say one thing about meditation. Meditation is kind of like exercising. If we've never exercised, you know, some people after 1st of January, they get out there and they'll go to the gym and they'll 
pound it for an hour and they do that three days in a row. And then they say, that's it. I can't do it. Well, exercising needs to be done slowly. And I used to tell people if it's walk five minutes out and walk five minutes back, and then you increase that the next week to 10 minutes. And then what happens is the body gets adapted and then the body learns, Oh, wow, I'm feeling better. So I want people to look at meditation that way. If you can just sit down just for two minutes, close your eyes and just sit there. And just like you said, breathe, just notice your breath in and out. And if you get something that comes in your mind, just let it go and just learn to be with yourself and then increase it. Then get, you can get nice music that, you know, you can't get modern rap or things like that. You have to get nice soothing music that's soothing vibrationally to the brain and learn how to relax. And some people even to the point where they don't even know what a relaxed feeling is. So I tell them, just close your eyes for a second and tense up all your muscles. Like take your hands and tense them up and then just let go. And then they see that relief. Okay. Tense up your quads let go. So they see that, yes, they can let go, but they don't realize how intense they were to begin with. So it's just like the meditation. It'll take time. And there's so many different meditations out there that are very good, but just be patient with yourself and just start a little at a time and then increase it. And then once you feel like working out, you feel that burn you feel that good, those adrenals, then bingo. Then you can start meditating. Then you can start looking for answers and and further your process of awareness. Awesome. Great advice. Inner Fitness Gyms, anybody can join it. We're on YouTube. We have some YouTubes going on. We have a Facebook, Inner Fitness Gyms. dot org is our is our website that's not fully functioning yet but it's up and we're going to have private groups um we'll always have the facebook up where people will get um information going along but um we've set up especially um an email where they'll get personal invitations to join either a small group or even possibly individual to help them through whatever crisis they're going through at this time. And that is my hope to be able to offer a little bit of hope for people because we are going to make, we're going to get through this. We might not get through the same, but we're going to get through and we're going to become a better society. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing the tools today. Thank you for your work and helping others. And I'm so excited about this inner fitness gyms because it is where a place where you can take all that experience of over 40 years of helping people in different ways and help people through crisis, but they, so they don't feel alone. I know so many people are feeling alone right now. And um, so it's a great place. I encourage everyone to go check it out, put your email in there, and then you'll get invited um, to a group or individual. And um, again, it's a nonprofit. So it's just an awesome way for us to be able to stay connected and help each other through this. So if you're feeling, um, isolated or alone or overwhelmed, hopefully these tools helped, but also please feel free to reach out to Roberta and join that Facebook group. So you're not alone.
Thank you, Autumn, and bless your work that you're doing because your message of getting out there and interviewing people is a blessing in itself. And um, I feel very grateful that um, you took the time to interview me. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. And for those of you that are listening and um, pretty much real time that um, we know we'll get through this and let's just do one thing today to encourage somebody else. I find when I'm feeling discouraged, if I reach out to encourage somebody else, um, it usually encourages me back. And so let's just keep encouraging each other and being there for each other. And we will get through this. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And regardless of where you are in life, rather you're feeling like you're a passenger in your own life and just trying to get through the day, or you feel like a boat tied up to a dock because maybe you're just too scared to set sail, or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. I would love to connect with you on your journey. So please find me at autumnshields.com and or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary guide on living alive, visit the site and it is there waiting for you. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Please take a moment to review or download this episode where you listen to podcasts. Make today the day you decide to live fully alive and leave some room for the unimaginable. So until next time, my friends, keep following the nudges.